Two insecure critics must fight for their right to validate their existence. In this corner, we have a dinosaur. For some reason. In this corner, we have a voodoo priestess that chose Pokemon Go over voodoo. Sometimes called Eevee. It's time to pick sides. This is Haunted MTL's Throwdown. With contributors E.V. and J.M. Brannock. I do love destroying you. <laughs> you haven't got the guts. Welcome to the Throwdown, a high-stakes, high-risk, high-flying podcast where we battle over opinions of horror classics and duds. I am people's champion and probably the reigning champion i can't remember j m brannick aka box human with me as always the thorn in my side and the bane of my existence voodoo priestess aka evie hi i'm slime yeah nobody cares though (laughs) anyway this is a historic event today because voodoo and myself are teaming up together for the first time we have a special treat for you a tag teaming challenger from the incredibly funny and insightful podcast what's your least favorite scary movie the all-star challengers jesse and travis hello oh. <laughs> really, really excited to be here today yeah as are we mostly We graciously asked you onto this podcast with the good faith that you would bring us something that was a movie, Uh, (laughs) but you went the opposite way (laughs) and requested 1982's Mad Men. So that's an interesting choice. Uh, Why and how did you decide on this movie? I love this movie so much um, for no discernible reason. Uh, (laughs) I... I, uh, the music alone, I think, is really what caught me. It was uh, on Shutter. We heard the music and then, yeah, it's pretty much just been a go-to. We want to be in the woods and... Yeah. yeah, I mean, it may not be like a great movie, but it's an experience. And I don't know, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's just a fun ride. There's worse ways to kill an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you guys. And we're going to put a pin in that. We're just going to put the pins <laughs> in it. So many pins. Get out your pins, everybody. <laughs> pins going around. So as always with this podcast, there are, this spoiler alert city, we are going to spoil the hell out of this movie, but invite you along the way because there is a lot to get through. There's a lot of fucking characters to get through. So we're going to start off this movie and just kind of talk about it. So the movie starts off with a campfire acapella about uh, killing people. And we get mm-hmm. to see them uh, being killed. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and people love this at the campfire. Yeah, all those 22-year-olds and the two eight-year-old girls. Yeah, this is a school, possibly. Yeah. I don't know that it's ever actually fully clarified in the movie. Um, we only really know because we watched the the last drive-in episode where Joe Bob had a bunch of information on it. So we're trying to figure out what we actually knew from the movie by itself versus what we've read online and what we heard through the special. So yeah, it's supposed to be a school or something. There's a lot more counselors or teachers than there are kids though. Yeah. yeah. Which, yes. <laughs> oh, like, yes. The age range between the kids too doesn't really make much sense because you see some people that look like, I mean, well, some of them drive 
later and some of them are just like little children so i don't really i don't know this is uh it's weird it's a mess yeah betsy just passes off the bus to one of the kids at the end yeah (laughs) she does and with little pause or hesitation like here you go see you later and that is something there are like seven counselors or teachers because it says in the beginning it's for gifted students we don't know why they're gifted i assume x-men style i would hope so we never see it's richie that explains <laughs> Richie. Oh, poor Richie. Poor, poor Richie. But yeah, there's like five kids, they say at one point, and there are six teachers, and then there's, there's the head teacher or whatever. Isn't there only four? No, there's five kids. There's like a little girl and then some boys. Let's see. Wait, we got Jeannie, Shirley, Mary Ellen. Jimmy, Tommy, and none other than Richie. Come on! (laughs) (laughs) Some generic names right there. I don't know any of these except for Richie. Yeah, I'm 100% cheating. I've got IMDb pulled up. (laughs) Are we sure not? I think they give the other kids names, actually. I don't think so. They're just children in the background because literally in this movie, we never really see them interact with the killer but the counselors, except at the beginning, <laughs> the very end. They are put to bed very quickly. Yeah. But anyway, in the beginning, we this is where we get the legend of what I thought they said, Mad Mad Mars. Mad Mad Mars. <laughs> but it is Mad Man Mars. But it sounded like Mad Mad Mars. Does anybody yeah, want to? It totally did. Uh, I think there was one girl, and it, all of a sudden I heard Mad Man instead of Mad Mad. But it's like all the actual counselor people were just mad, mad, Mars, mad, 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 mad. And it was very, well, it was funny and annoying. It was like the word loses its meaning. Continue. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) But this is where we get the legend. And the legend is muddled to me. I forget. Uh, Jesse or Travis, would you like to explain the legend of mad, mad, mad man? (laughs) Mr. Mars. Mars was a man and he was pretty mad. Basically, he liked to drink and uh, one day just decided to kill his family, right? Yeah, that sums it up. And then uh, the townsfolk didn't take too kindly, so they tried to kill him, but they didn't do a very good job. Because he's mad mad. Yeah. Um, And he might also be gifted in the X-Men kind of way because it it's unclear how long ago this happened, but he's still around and kind of looks like a Yeti a little bit. Yeah. Doesn't like people to call him Madman Mars or call him at all, really. And the house is an indiscernible distance away from the camp. It's really unclear. It's throwing distance. Yeah, cause... it's throwing distance because Richie throws a rock yeah. through the window, but it's never actually like they have to run through the woods like crazy to stumble upon it. It's... The geography is confusing. It's also a very well-kept house for being abandoned. And I think it even has power. Yeah, probably. I think it does. Yeah. It certainly has a lot of candles. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's for atmosphere. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Madman Mars loves the atmosphere. He really does. I thought he was a ghost the whole time until we actually saw him. And then I'm like, I don't know what that is. I thought he was a werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she did. She kept texting me. He's a werewolf. 
Because he has those claws and it was doing like that Lon Chaney werewolf reach around a tree thing. That's fair. That's okay. a fair thing. But so we're also going to put a pin in who he was because that's one of our <laughs> our cons. <That's> <laughs> it's a pin. So yes, but the, also the whisper. The, like you have, if it's above a whisper, if you call him Madman Mars, above a whisper, he will get mad and come and kill you. That's the legend, which is interesting because he's okay with whispering. That's fine. Yeah. So yeah. I want to know the decimal of which a whisper becomes a non-whisper. I think like a stage whisper is too much for him. Okay. Like a little, little too yeah. on the nose. Oh, he doesn't yeah. have a nose, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, no, it's like, I don't know if it was just like cut off or frostbitten or just deteriorated. Like, I don't know. You just didn't have like a nose. Werewolf. Oh, no, no, he said it got bitten off. Somebody bit it off in a fight or something, right? That's what it was. Like a bar fight? Yeah. They yeah. mentioned something about his nose got bitten off. I'm going to go uh, with the Zeke, the, the, the uh, plumber, and just think it's a parrot that bit his nose off. So, the, werewolf. Uh, maybe a werewolf. Okay, so that's when they decide to go back because one of the little girls is scared, although she doesn't know what a madman Mars is, even though she just heard the whole freaking story. And they decide to go back, except for our buddy Richie, who sees something in, in the trees, which I think goes back to your bad man Mars might be gifted himself. Because <laughs> he's up in the trees uh, hanging out and Richie decides that's, that's a great place to, uh, to start getting lost at because he is lost <laughs> for the whole fucking movie. That's and apparently hilarious. this isn't the first time that they've lost a kid at this camp. No, it is not. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, they had a whole protocol that they were ready with. Putting a pin in that. <laughs> it's just, that's also part of it. Let's put a pin in that. Yeah, so then we go back uh, and we meet our, our lovable Dippy. Our Dippy. Yeah, and the names in this, by the way. TP. Toilet paper. Yeah. Yes. You got the belt yeah. to show it, too. Yeah. When yeah. I first heard them call him TP, I didn't realize that was his actual name. I thought that they were either insulting him or they were saying <laughs> something like, you guys are on toilet duty, like you have to do something like that. Yeah, I really don't know if it was supposed to stand for anything. I don't think I've, there's ever been anybody in the existence of ever that's voluntarily gone by a TP. I wouldn't like, imagine yeah. so. And then it was confusing because there's Dippy also. And I thought maybe he was called DP. Like I couldn't tell until I looked it up. I was like, why do they have such similar names? Is this like, is this a cool guy thing at the camp? I don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Dippy was a cool guy. <laughs> I guess Shut like their up. Name maybe. He's a fucking cool guy. Dippy, number one. <laughs> My favorite <laughs> character. <laughs> he also died first. Maybe that has something to do with it. But yeah, and I remember Evie was like, I think Dippy's another counselor. I'm like, no, Dippy is not a counselor. <laughs> Dippy is like, no. Like a drunk cook or something. Exactly. <laughs> he is the drunk cook that yeah. all of us have had at our schools, of course. Yeah. Um, and then we have a, a lovely dinner scene of all of the camp counselors together because they put the kids to bed. Uh, they don't, he doesn't even realize Richie's really gone, I think at that point. <laughs> Yeah, because the other boys notice that Richie's missing and they're like, well, we don't want him to get in trouble. They didn't even seem to really care that he was gone. They were just like, 
maybe Richie does this all the time. Like they're like, Ugh. or it happens all the time. Maybe they started off with more kids and they just kept disappearing. <laughs> they're like, ah, he'll he'll figure his way back or not. The counselors uh, don't give a shit and go off to dinner. Uh, one thing that we should probably mention before this dinner scene is how TP wants to bang the blonde chick. That's right. I I got the impression that they already banged and they that did, was just kind of like eh, one and done. You know, summer 11. It's yeah, fine. There's been like, multiple hot tub bang sessions, I believe. Uh, was that though? We're, we're going to get to, we will get to that. <laughs> yeah. I've got a lot of thoughts about the hot tub scene. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. I think <laughs> This is the pinnacle of the movie, the hot tub scene. <laughs> it really is. We'll get there. Yes. So, and he was getting mad about that because he's like, but I want to bang you. And she's like, ah, I don't think so. By the way, this movie does not pass the Bechdel test. Just no, no, not at all. Else. No. Because <laughs> she and her curly hair, which is, I guess, her friend. Yeah, Ellie. Ellie, I think is her name. I thought it was curly hair. <laughs> Stacy, Stacy. Ellie is the <laughs> one that like is hysterical and gets shot near the end. Oh yeah. Yeah, Stacy's the one with the curly hair and she does the whole typical uh I don't have that many women friends. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> I I count you as one of them. And she's yeah. like, ha ha, you've endeared me to you. <laughs> Yeah, because that's the whole big thing. The camp is going to be closing soon for Thanksgiving break. It, that's yeah. a long camp. or But it's not a camp. It's a school. That's the confusing thing. It's yeah, like, it's very unclear what their, what their business or academic model is. I, I know I really these. Snacks like reading fortune cookies by the fire. <laughs> Probably. I, I think so. Yeah, his Care Bear advice. That he bestows on everybody is that the lead counselor i, I don't know yeah yeah, so. yeah yeah he uh after his whole madman mars story he said that's that's my way of thanking you guys for being here which is a weird thank you gift um i've gotten better thank you gifts in my, in my life gotten gift cards to starbucks <laughs> yeah <laughs> instead he's like let me traumatize you with a serial killer story <laughs> and then betsy brings it up she's like hey so some of the younger kids were crying because it was a scary story and he's like gee yeah. <laughs> they sure were weren't they <laughs> yeah she brings it up at the dinner and yeah she was like yeah let's maybe maybe not do that in front of children about people going to kill them in their sleep maybe yeah he's like i'll save it for the older kids so like you're gonna save it for richie you're just gonna tell richie a scary <laughs> story one child let's go into the woods richie i have a story to tell you that doesn't end well only in the 80s <laughs> yeah and that's when we get Chekhov's axe which really doesn't pay off in any way there's an axe and a stump, a stump. nobody can pull it out they all try together because whoever pulls it out gets 100 bucks uh, but let's just say Madman Mars uh, gets a hundred bucks at the end, right? No, he doesn't. <laughs> they would rip him off. Well, he he should. That was rude. Maybe that's why he killed everyone. <laughs> I don't think he did it for the money. He did it for the glory. <laughs> he's he's all about science. pride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just, you know, I really just like this axe. <laughs> so Max leaves for somewhere i don't know where does he go play cards yeah he's gonna go play cards yeah oh okay in town 
play cards, <laughs> quotesy quotes in town, quotesy quotes. So he leaves, and then the camp counselors kind of do whatever, man. Well, well, they're just mostly doing each other, really, <laughs> for the yeah. next little bit. You know, because the kids are in bed, I guess. One's missing. Who the fuck cares? Like, you know, what are we going to do? I guess we're going to go in a hot tub. <laughs> That's a... Uh, who. So we're hosting, and we all have thoughts. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You are the you are the the guests. Go ahead with hot tub thoughts. We will put some music. The whole thing is just so so interesting. Um, We'll we'll talk about the music in a bit because I know that is uh, something that we both had as our points about this movie. So we we can talk about the music more in depth in a bit. But the whole thing is just so weirdly choreographed and they're like rap like swimming around yeah. each other like sharks. It's almost like, like a hot tub ballet of sorts. Evie, what did you call it? The teacup ride from Disneyland. <laughs> That's very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> just like after the music stops and they both come up from under the water and she's like, You didn't let me finish. And it's how long were they under the water? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't understand how any, I can't imagine any of that was satisfactory. And that's probably why she doesn't want to hook up with him after camp's over or school or whatever. And this goes into my theory that these actors are to- played by Tony Fish and Harriet Bass. I don't know if these actors are, but I think these are fish people, you guys. I think because humans don't have sex that way. I'm told. They don't go into hot tubs and um, go underwater for a large point of time. I think it's uncharted territory. They're kind of figuring things out themselves out there. He's like, guess what? How about we just circle around each other like sharks (laughs) and then just go underwater for a really long time? Yeah, this is uh, like the script. This part of the script might have been written by like AI or something like (laughs) Or a 10-year-old boy who doesn't know how things work, but has read a couple snippets from his mom's romance books to kind of get that two people go together, but not how. Yeah. I know we're working together, Brannick, but I'm going to have to side with them on this because- Fuck you. I'm sorry, but Keaton uh, Patton or whatever on Twitter, he always does these AI scripts or something. What do you think about it when you read those and you think about this movie? It seems about right. <laughs> there, guys, there was no AI in the 80s. Skynet hasn't come yet. We're That's still stupid. waiting. Oh, maybe. I could be wrong. Okay, you say I, AI, I say fish people. We'll split the difference. AI, fish people. Okay. But somebody is watching them as they do their hot tub dance. And that somebody is Madman Mars. I remember at this point, Brannick was screaming, kill, kill, <laughs> at the thing. And then Madman just like watched them and walked off to the next dude. Yeah, he was actually okay with it. You know, maybe he just wants them to be alert and they can't be too alert if they're distracted by their horniness. Like, get it out of your system. <laughs> we'll have a good chase afterwards. You know, he's a gentleman in that way. Yeah. 
It's very considerate. Yeah. I'll let you finish and then we'll, you know, we'll play the cat and mouse. All right. It's kind of like with Dippy. He let Dippy finish his drink first. Yeah, he was <laughs> like, you know, this is your advice. Enjoy it. And then I'm going to kill you brutally. And I will give this to you. I did not expect that death to occur at that moment. It's very brutal and very sudden. Yeah. Yes, it was very sudden, very from the shadows. He came and he did his work very quickly. And I was surprised at that. That did surprise me. All right, so now we have a whole fuck ton of other people um, who are going to go single file into the woods to be killed. But first, they're going to do this head laying down, like, and by the fireplace and, and monologue about death and killing people. They definitely smoked right beforehand. <laughs> like, this is not sober conversation at all. No, this is sober theater conversation. This dude is born for the theater. <laughs> Yeah, and then Dave, like, goes all psychotic and he grabs the knife and his friends are like, are you gonna, are you gonna kill us? Are you, what's happening? Yeah, Dave, I'm like, are you okay, Dave? Are you having a bad trip or a good one? I think in that moment, we're supposed to wonder if anybody could be the killer. I don't Which know. is confusing because we've already seen Mars. Like, yeah. we've seen, like, full face, full fake feet. Like, we know what he looks like and it's none of the counselors. Putting a well. pin on that. <laughs> it could be one of them, I feel. But yes, it's, and I, okay, so this is where I get a little, somebody goes into the woods. I, I think it's TP goes into the woods to yeah. get Richie because Richie yeah. is still missing. And this is when he's like, well, I fucked. So I better get the kid now. Yeah, yeah. He put the kids into the cabin to go to bed and didn't actually count them, all three of the kids that he was responsible for. <laughs> and then he realized. So he's like, oh no, gotta go find the kid. <laughs> and he just wanders off by himself. And I can't remember if that's when he said, like, oh yeah, other kids used to go missing too. No, no, no. That's later. That's okay. one of the other counselors when Betsy's like, hey, I'm worried because he's not back yet. And they're like, oh, this happens all the time. I'll go find him. I know. And at night, it takes hours and hours to find them. And I'm like, why aren't you guys more worried? Yeah, they're why don't they call like... the police? <laughs> Maybe it's not like a permitted camp or anything. Like they don't have licenses or anything. They're, they're a guerrilla operation and they can't get the authorities involved. <laughs> They're all because they're X-Men. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I would watch that movie. I would really watch that movie. I, well, I watched this movie too. So what does that say? <laughs> yeah. So TP, I believe, is the next to get Madman Mars. And in mm. a pretty brutal way, I yeah. must say. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Tony Fish would like actually choke himself with the rope while they were filming this because he wanted it to look realistic and the director was concerned but I guess not concerned enough to make him stop. <laughs> Maybe Tony Fish allegedly <laughs> had some sort of fetish for like erotic asphyxiation. Or maybe he's just a really, you know, he wanted to be method. He was like, put me in coach. I want to turn purple. And he did. <laughs> yeah, just go underwater, hold your breath as long as you can. Just jump on that freaking rope it's great he and it worked. i mean he did look like shit yeah. so yeah 
he did look like shit. It was a it was a very long hanging scene too. It wasn't just a one and done. Bleh. It was like kicking and screaming and and, and you thought he was actually gonna, you know, work his way out of it for a second because you assume he's gonna survive a lot longer than he does in this movie. And he grabs the branch, and I'm like, all right, cool. That's not the worst decision I've ever seen somebody make in this situation in a horror movie. And then uh, Madman was like, nope, yunk. See people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It looks like he was going for the dick. <laughs> Madman Mars slowly and then he's like oh wait no that's not appropriate i'll just grab your legs and uh he saw what happened in the hot tub he doesn't <laughs> he knows what's that there imp- that don't impress me much no <laughs> and again tp who wants to bang a guy called tp nobody there is this one point um when they're suffocating when he was suffocating before he was hoisted up into the tree it actually looked like he had gotten the noose loose and then was just sitting there with the noose around his neck instead of, you know, throwing it off. He's in shock, but self-preservation has got to, like, kick in a little bit more than that. Well, you know, you and I can try it later. How's that? <laughs> womp womp. This is when, uh, I believe, Madman Mars comes back into town because I know somebody gaslights Blondie. because she's. Oh, like, yeah. Look, I saw this big old dude and everybody's like no you didn't yeah 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 she's concerned she knows something's up and she's like hey other people um pp went to go look for richie a while ago and he hasn't come back and i'm pretty sure i saw somebody that doesn't belong to this camp and they're all like nah hey what are you talking about you're crazy (laughs) another person in this very open camp how dare you uh, my biggest problem with this series of people going out into the woods, because suppose if these kids do go missing all the time, it, they really don't seem concerned by it. And they're just like, oh, okay, I'm just going to go find them. What concerns me is they keep finding like flashlights and lanterns every time they go out into the woods and they're not concerned <laughs> by these abandoned lighting tools. <laughs> that was from the last Girl Scout troop that went in. Yes, and Richie actually, in a part, goes into the house, which I thought was kind of surprising, and uh, just kind of fucks around for a little while, and then uh, leaves again. We keep seeing flashes of Richie doing things, being lost. Yeah, Richie fucks around is kind of the in- his entire role in this movie. He just he just fucks around the entire time. Fucks around and then gets traumatized. The end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there were more scenes with Richie. Um, and the director cut him because it messed, he said it messed with pacing. <laughs> and I think cutting it messed with the story a little bit. Yeah. So <laughs> I think there was a lot more Richie action going on that made it make more sense, but we just won't ever know what it is. It'll go to the grave. And I think this is where Chekhov's axe comes in because he he gets uh, gets the axe. So now he has a weapon in in the little town that they have. And that's when the other dude finds TP. That seems funny. He's next to the feet, just sort of looking around it. Then all of a sudden it hits him in the face. (laughs) And if I miss anything, please let me know. Because there are so many, so many people in this movie that I was having a really hard time getting all of them straight. No, that's that's about right. And then at this point, 
you know, Betsy's getting even more concerned and Stacy's like calling her a coward and is like, you can just sit here and be afraid all you want. Uh, the rest of us are going to go find uh, Richie and TP and Dave and <laughs> whoever else. Uh, but it's also like, you know, at least one adult does have to stay back with the kids. So like, <laughs> they're going to lose the other three or four. <laughs> Well, and she goes into the, the the tent couple, which she knows they're fucking, but she just like bursts in like alien style to be like, hey guys, what's up? Yeah, she just stands there for like a full five seconds. Yeah. They're just laughing. <laughs> you got us. My dick's out. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah, we're not gonna go with you because, you know, we're kind of in the middle of something. She's like, yeah, we should all go together. And they're like, nah. And she's like, okay. And so she goes alone. Yeah, in a truck that apparently doesn't work very well. No, no. She's got to like do the the who's-its and the gadgets. I don't know what trucks are, what, what's inside them. She she does stuff and it works for a little while. So like my brother has a truck. And so I know that sometimes he has to like fiddle with the whatchamacallit to make it start and to keep it going. But it's not like every five minutes. It's yeah. like maybe every couple of days if something goes wrong. So if something is breaking down the truck like that and, you know, they have kids that they have to worry about and shit, maybe they should have invested in a regular car that any one of these camp counselors probably owns. I, I think the script writing with the truck had about as much research and understanding as the uh, the hot tub scene writing. <laughs> like... <laughs> We need our consultant. Get Jimmy. <laughs> He's the smartest 12-year-old we know. <laughs> He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. When your car won't start, you just uh, you you open the, the front thing, and then it starts. I'm writing it all so down, Jimmy. I'm writing it all down. Thank you. <laughs> Here's a Choco Taco for your troubles. Uh, yeah. So she goes around to go find um, everybody, you know, like everybody who's missing, because this is at least three people now i'll hand it to you guys this was a fun scene she finds the decapitated body of other dude i forget which dude dave maybe dave yeah poor dave and of course then freaks out and goes back to the the truck and uh, womp womp the truck won't start she like puts her whole freaking body into the truck to try to figure out what's going on you know, that leaves her at a very vulnerable advantage to Madman Mars, who uh, basically uh, herb stomps them. <laughs> yes, yes, that's another thing. Jesus Christ, the Foley artist of this movie was like insane. <laughs> insane. Everybody's walking through the woods and it's like crunch, crunch, except for Madman Mars, which is like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> he's stealthy. Yeah. He's, yeah, I mean, those are his woods. He, he knows which leaves crunch and which ones don't. <laughs> Got them hobbit feet. <laughs> I think it was like personal for him because the first time she went to go um, fuck with the doohickey to make the car run, uh, he, he didn't get to her in time. So this was like payback. He, he wanted, he wanted, I think oh, he, maybe. I think he messed with the truck. So that way she would have to. I forgot about that shot before, like where he's like, reaching for the handle and he grabs it and then like she slowly drives off she's like no (laughs) you really could have fought harder for the kill there yeah his little werewolf paw no (laughs) 
he was able to catch up with her in the truck. How far did she actually drive? Did she need the truck? Or was she anticipating on finding dead bodies and needing a way to transport them back? He just ninja ran all the way there. Uh, This kind of goes back to your thing about the geography of the whole campsite being really weird because they had kind of jogged over to Madman's place and then they needed a truck afterwards to go like half the way or you don't know what direction they were going in but you all kind of assume it's going to be in the direction of Mad Mad's house. Yeah it it's very weird it might be in like its own like little Bermuda triangle type area where nothing makes real sense. Exactly what you would expect from an X-Men school. That's how they learn they have to know how to adapt to like beyond the metaphysical. (laughs) Exactly. And again, throughout this whole time, the kids are in, asleep in their beds. Like, we, these are all the camp counselors. We don't see any child except for Richie. Who, is he a child? Seventeen. He kind of looked like TP. Yeah, he's like honestly, a like, yeah, he might be TP's brother. Like, he's just hanging out. That's why they didn't care so much that he disappeared. He's not like a paying camper. Like, they're just like, oh, it's TP's brother. Better than TP. I'd be pissed if I was a parent paying to send them there. (laughs) Like the number of movies that take place at camps with irresponsible counselors really makes you stop and think about the fact that most camp counselors are barely not children themselves. And what kind of an insane setup is that when you really, really think about it? Yeah, I used to go to camp, and I was a counselor once, and I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Keep singing, kids. <laughs> I'd be stressed out being a camp counselor now, and I'm, like, a whole adult. Like, I would, <laughs> I'm not, I can't be responsible for other human beings. Now take, take half of my age away and then put me in charge of those kids. There's no way. There's no way. They're lucky that they've only lost the one kid this year. <laughs> it's a record. <laughs> and it's only TP's brother. We don't care. Yeah, he doesn't really count. He's like half a kid. Yeah, so at this mo- moment, the girl that's like, you got to get out there and fight. She uh, gets uh, curb stomped by a car, you know, and uh, cleanly decapitated, very cleanly decapitated. Yeah, that must be a sharp hood. Yeah. like. Or he just knows what he's doing, man. He's been doing this for years. Yeah, that's also <laughs> a fair point. He's got it down to a science. Or they like that one dude's body effect of the beheading and they just dressed it up as a girl and dragged it over to the car mm. interesting interesting movie idea. magic and so this is where it kind of you know starts culminating into the climax of the movie because this is where the shit gets real madman mars goes back to the i think we're at the final two are we uh yeah the two fucking in the tent yeah, the two tent people are like walking through the woods and Ellie, tent girl, sees Mars. And, Clearly sees him. Yeah, and she freaks out and they go to take the truck, which is kind of shitty to Stacy because they knew she drove out there and they were just going to drive off without her well, after seeing Mars. It's like another instance of like gaslighting there too because he tells her, oh, you, you didn't see anything. She's like, you know what, maybe I didn't. <laughs> that's right that's right that that was the second scene of gaslighting because she's like no seriously there's a killer out here he's like no there's not she's like i guess there's not i guess i'm just crazy <laughs> they didn't see this big thing of blood 
in front of the car like they looked all around the car yeah they very specifically walked behind the truck so that way there was like plausible deniability like of course they didn't notice the blood at the front they walked behind the truck and but the truck won't start again man oh man so he goes to lift up the hood of the truck and he's like stay in the car and immediately she just bursts out of the car (laughs) yeah i mean i don't really blame her at this point like of course, there's a, a beautifully decapitated head inside the truck looking up at them, which is weird because it should have been looking down unless yeah. she flipped herself around when she was car stomped. I mean, maybe he, maybe Myers wanted to make it, you know, special. Like he knew this was going to be a setup that somebody was going to have to come jiggle the doohickey when they found the truck. And he wanted to make sure that like it was artfully placed. You know? That's true because he also got rid of the body, so you know, he yeah, like, that's true. He was playing around with it. He was having fun. <laughs> He's a master of his craft. So he gets dragged out like Freddy Krueger style at the end of Nightmare on Elm Street, like through the door. He's just sucked out by Madman Mars. Uh, oh. The the oh. truck just kind of keeps going on its own. Yeah, right into and, the tree. And she like panics and jumps out of the truck it's Doesn't... a very slow moving roll too yeah it's not it's... Going fast. <laughs> oh yeah that's right and that scene was so weird because when the two are in the car you can't tell if the car is moving but then it'll pan to a scene where it's like trees and the path is moving towards you so yeah are... it and he's turning the wheel a lot like yeah bad drive. way more than yeah. he should be considering we saw that it's a straight road they're in yeah. shock, guys. They're in shock. They don't know what they're doing. It's a werewolf slash spirit slash X-Man who is coming to kill them all. Because be they sentinel. screamed at me. It could be a sentinel. Because they make them look like that now. <laughs> they're the new models. All right, so back at the camp... All hell is breaking loose, basically, now. Because Madman Mars is going after... Fridge girl, right? Is that first? Yes. Yes. That was the lady from the truck, and she runs and hides in a giant ass old timey fridge. <laughs> and Brannick has thoughts. Oh, she would die. A hundred percent. She would die. And also, she threw all of the food out onto the ground so he would know that she is there in the fridge and then gets into the fridge. And would have died. I think that's where the movie ends and it then becomes just this like death dream of (laughs) as she's slowly dying in the fridge. So I have a theory because we've talked about how he how Mars is a master of his craft and he takes it seriously and he is very big into the pride of his work. Um, I think he was so insulted at her attempt at hiding. (laughs) (laughs) That's why he just hung out in the other part of the house. Because he knew if you're going to hide in the fridge like that, obviously you're not going to wait that long before you come back out. So he's like, shit, I'll just let her come to me. And it worked. Again, that fridge is like an Indiana Jones crystal skull fridge. There's no way. I mean, they had recalls because the kids would get stuck in there. Sorry to say, but it, you know, there's no way. There's no, that was from the fifties, man. Yeah. But yes, it did work because she eventually, within like what a, a half a minute, decided it was safe. 
yeah. <laughs> yeah she's like no way that he's gonna hang around and you know potentially hear me when i come back out of the fridge there's no way that's loud that i'm stepping on all of this garbage as i <laughs> make my way out uh but sorry for her that is not the case and i believe she gets chekhov's axe at that point yes yeah yep yep and uh, then we get bright red paint fake blood bad yeah. fake blood except she doesn't die there no she doesn't he leaves her alive just enough so that way betsy can shoot her later then we never get to process that trauma no (laughs) betsy doesn't even seem sad that she shot her she's like that's one more friend that i don't really have to keep in contact with (laughs) i'm not really open to new friends yeah, and that's kind of, that's the end of the axe, you know? Like, I, I was hoping for, I don't know, something more, something brilliant with the axe, some kind of final death throes with the axe, uh, but no, it was a, a one and done. Yep. One chunk punk. It was very sad, because realistically, you want to, you want a smash out battle, you know? He has an axe. She has a gun. Can we make it anywhere obvious? There's way too many Avril Lavigne puns out there right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody has their, their weapon and the axe is his weapon, kind of. Except for hanging. Except for all the... Mm, and the truck. The truck. I, I think he just uses weapons of convenience. Yeah. yeah. I think the axe was kind of like um, you know, kind of like Thor's hammer. You have to be worthy. Or uh, the sword and stone, yeah. you know, one of those. Yeah, but that's when you, he then he wields it. Like that's that is his axe now, to to grind, and to wield and to cut off heads because that's what he's famous for is the decapitation of people, and that's a great weapon. But it, yeah, he just kind of sticks it in, or he's like, Burp. I guess I won't get my hundred. You know, but if it's been stuck in the in the stump for that long, it might not be very well maintained. And all, they've been oiling it or sharpening it, you this know. And he couldn't kill Ellie in one swing with it, so he maybe he was like, "This is a bad tool." With a hood. Yeah, I think he's gonna be just fine with an axe. <laughs> well maintained. Yeah, but we've already established that he's an artist. He's not gonna use inferior tools. Okay, fair point. But every villain has its like its count, like its weapon. You know, Freddy with his claws, Jason with his machete, you know, I wanted this mad man or mad mad Mars to have his axe. Cause that was a very Chekhov, you know, gun scene of like, whoa, this is gonna come back. And I was, I was seeing that it, it didn't, didn't even kill her, didn't even kill her. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Blondie, um, I forget her name, Blondie. Betsy. Uh, she's like, huh, I guess things are happening. Maybe I should call the camp counselor <laughs> and tell him to stop playing his card game and come back. Uh, when she should have been calling the police. Yeah, that was like a very like, okay, I'll be right there. Let me call the police first. You know, it would have taken him an extra 30 seconds. Or she could call the police and then call him and say guess what i called the police everybody's missing i saw somebody in camp they told me i didn't but i really think i did and i have a gun now and uh i promise i won't shoot it at something dumb like the children (laughs) 
And I promise I will not give a full bus of children to another child to drive away. I will stay with them. To be fair, she also puts one of the campers in charge of waking up the other campers. And we don't even know if all of the kids are on the bus in the first place. That's true. But there's only like, what, five of them? I mean, it's, well, then again, there were six and we still lost one. So (laughs) again, I think Mars just doesn't like vehicles so much because he tries to get onto the bus and she just like closes the door a little bit harder. And he's like, oh, darn, you found my one weakness. (laughs) Doors. Yeah, maybe he doesn't like technology because maybe, like you said, maybe it's been a really, really long time. He maybe wasn't around when trucks and vehicles and things were around. So he's like a little, you know, a little bit of a technophobe. Like, yeah, I that explains the fridge thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what is this magic box? Yeah. <laughs> She's completely gone. So, yeah, Betsy gets her gun and a uh, shotgun and tries to round up all the kids get them on the bus they're gonna leave which is a good plan yes go go don't look back don't care about richie or tp or any of your friends please don't you have children you are a responsible adult oh wait you know what if she had just left nothing else would have changed because like richie would have just wandered out and yeah there's she would have saved herself she would have saved the children Everything. She would have found Richie too, because he's just like standing in the middle of the road later. Yeah. yeah. Waiting to be hit. <laughs> please, please hit me. <laughs> Everything would have worked out fine, but no. She decides to go into the Mad Mad Mars house, which we again we don't know where exactly it is. It looks like it's 10 feet away. Yeah, it well, and I think this is supposed to be like her whole character growth thing because she's so wishy-washy about other people um, in general. And Stacy called her a coward earlier. And she's like, no, I am going to save these people that I will call my friends now. Even though and they're dead. supposed to be her big moment of like character growth. And I think the moral of the story is that character growth isn't worth it because she just dies <laughs> i know she didn't even have an epic battle when she got to the house <laughs> yeah she goes to the house and you're right it does have power it, you know yeah light upstairs and she goes fucks around upstairs a little bit and then she comes she, back down she doesn't actually go upstairs right doesn't she just like stop on the stairs yeah i think so yeah they she ran out of budget for the upstairs <laughs> I thought it was interesting because uh, so he attacks her, hits her face, and the effect looked really good in that scene. But in the next scene, the latex was like all bunched up on her face and they didn't bother to smooth it out. So like, it's like they filmed it all sequentially and they're just like, it's, yeah. it's good enough. We'll, also, we'll darken it in post. <laughs> during that whole scene, like it's very badly dubbed too, with her screaming as she's being dragged away. Like yeah, it's and- not matching the lip movements at all. And her screams are pretty i mean like i don't know if you're meeting your maker which is a supernatural yeti werewolf man i don't know if it'd be like oh no (laughs) but that's that's what she she chose in the moment (laughs) i i appreciated that um mars is a horror connoisseur he paid homage to texas chainsaw massacre paid homage to a lot of things (laughs) Yes, you can say homage, and I say it was a ripoff of Friday the 13th, so. 
he's an artist you know he's got he's got his influences that's what he's trying to do he's you know he's trying to make his own way in the world but he wants to he wants to acknowledge his roots where he came from (laughs) okay (laughs) you're right absolutely yes and and there is that homage to uh texas chainsaw massacre when he he hooks her he puts her on a hook with all the other bodies uh also that was in slaughterhouse too hooks hooks are fun i guess uh they're a gross thing to do you know it was still weird when i saw that hook scene i was like my brain because she's the final girl my brain could not process it and i was just like well how is they supposed to explain her being alive if it's like straight through her heart (laughs) evie she is not the final girl richie is the final girl it's a very progressive movie it is (laughs) That is true. I misjudged the final girl, but final girl Richie still didn't do it for me. Yes, because he has seen this basement of horrors, and this is why he is traumatized and walking into the road looking haunted because he has seen all of these people who have their heads, by the way. Most of them have their heads. Just want to point that out. Super glue. Yeah. I thought he took their heads off and did shit with it. I don't know. Who am I to ask him? <laughs> but in the end, he is the 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 house does burn down because candles, kids, you can't play around with candles. You know, they're they're a dangerous instrument, especially in a gross old house. And the house burns down. It's like full of hay too in the basement too, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, he's got somewhere to sleep. Yeah, that's, that's how people. That's how humans sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the house goes up in flames he's he's still kicking though i assume uh and uh the camp counselor comes back and finds richie and i, I guess the kids on the bus are fine maybe they, they probably they never actually learned right away because <laughs> a literal child was driving a bus <laughs> and they all went to an island and became lord of the flies <laughs> it was great and uh, that's kind of where our movie ends. You really could have just watched like the opening song by the fire and that's it. That's the whole movie. That's a great yeah. point in our favor, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even need to watch it. Just watch the beginning song. Yeah, so that's the movie. So why don't we move on to some of our, our pros and our cons. Pros usually go first. Do one pro. Oh, the music. A hundred percent. The music's awesome. Why is the music awesome? You have to convince the audience. It's so got that nice classic synth. Yeah, like it. It, it, it's very punchy. Yeah. You just like, you feel it. It doesn't like, I don't know. It feels like if this movie was more well known, the music would be like a classic theme. You know what I mean? Like it's got that very distinct sound to it. I get the theme, like the theme song that they sing at the beginning, stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. And I'm like humming it to our dog and everything. Like, yeah. We regularly sing it to each other. So <laughs> also it was the guy that did the reading rainbow that did the music for this. Oh, damn. Yeah. yeah. Shh, Evie, quiet what? you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but our con is going to blow that pro out of the water. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And our con is that uh, this is not a musical. Um, 
but it kind of is but it, <laughs> it kind of is but it wasn't and there were so many scenes with the freaking choreography that was just like you were waiting for them to start doing some sort of acapella thing or pull out a goddamn guitar to start playing and singing along like immediately after that first song number and the guy is talking about the legend of madman it's like it cuts to madman in the house and there's like these stomping of feet and it's really rhythmic right <laughs> And the guy is rhyming as he's telling the story. And you're expecting this to break out into another goddamn song number. And it doesn't. And then the synths and stuff are playing. and has all these background things. And you're waiting for some sort of musical thing to happen. There's like doesn't. Yes, there's like body movements that should have been going with the musical. Like when they were in that one scene with all their heads together. Perfect setup. Perfect setup for a musical number. When he has the knife, perfect setup for the musical number. Even the fucking hot tub scene. That would have been a okay. great musical number. But that was Tony Fish singing. Yeah. <laughs> was that it? was yeah, yes. that was that was TP singing. So why did he not sing? I mean, it's just an extra step. It's just another step. Go big or go home. Like, don't give us this half-baked <laughs> bullshit. Like, go for it. It obviously should have been a musical. And they pulled back, and that was Maybe their mistake. Could propose to some people that they take this to Broadway. Yeah, I mean Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mad Mad or Mad Man? I don't know. <laughs> if Manos Hands of Fate can have a musical, exactly. Why not this? So, but it is not in this movie, so it is a con. I think they did good considering what they were working with. They made they made half a musical. Yeah. All right. They didn't have time. They had to go out into the woods one by one. Did we need to give every counselor a solo? Think about it. it that would have been excessive. Could have been built on each other. Built on each other. All right. What's your next pro? The kills were pretty effective. Yeah. I, I didn't, you know, I especially that first one you don't necessarily see it coming right off the bat tps in the woods is fairly gruesome and tony fish put in the work i think he deserves credit for what he did there and mars can decapitate anybody with anything he wants to he does a whole back snapping thing with uh the tent guy later looks like they were trying to tear him in half there but i don't think they had the budget for it probably not no but that's the thing like it it obviously has like a really low budget, but they found a way to make it work with really inventive kills, I think. And even the effects, like you were talking about with Betsy at the end, they they look pretty decent. Yeah, as long as you didn't keep the camera on them too long. Yeah, just like a quick cut of it. <laughs> yeah. That's all you need. Okay, rebuttal. Uh, the special effects uh, were too good for this ripoff. It really anything, was. Yeah, anything else, Evie? I mean, like, I thought that was pretty. <laughs> well, I think mm-hmm. that, like... The special effects with as good as they were they also took away a little bit from the budget so they're like scenes or they got cut or nothing really happened so you're like okay where did this go i guess the budget didn't allow for it okay but a rebuttal to your rebuttal the actor that played madman mars held his child for the first time in his madman mars makeup because he got the call that his wife was in labor while they were filming and they didn't have time to take off all of the stuff so yeah uh why not have why not have the baby in the film 
Because they couldn't lose a baby. It's bad enough to lose a teenager. They're going to lose a baby too. They could lose anything. (laughs) Nobody would be caring. You know, that's going to go to our second con then. We're going to go back to our cons, which is these teachers are the worst. They are absolutely the worst. They lose kids constantly. They get drunk. Get drunk. They all get drunk. Even the guy who goes into town is like, those beers that you're not supposed to have in the fridge. Save me one. <laughs> Max is just trying to be cool. Yeah, he's the cool guy. He's the cool teacher. <laughs> They're constantly gaslighting their women. Constantly. Well, that's just, okay. The gaslighting thing is shitty, but I think that's just shitty human behavior rather than shitty counselor behavior. Uh, I don't know if they're gaslighting the children. Maybe they are. Uh, Max certainly doesn't seem to care that the children are afraid. Uh, I I will give you that. But I do think that they, you know. Never call the police. Yeah. There's a killer on the loose, you know. I think, okay. So I can't forgive them just losing the child, but I do think, you know, TP going, oh, he probably took a wrong turn. I'm going to go find him. I'll be back in a minute. And then when he didn't, Dave is like, all right, this has happened before. I know where to go look. And then once he just, then everybody decides to go look while Betsy stays with the kids. It's a little bit of a stretch, but it's not as big a stretch as some decisions I've seen made. I, I can kind of understand their line of thinking without having to over justify it to myself. Someone is actually willing to bang TP. Oh yeah, after his whole, the girl is like, I'm not interested. And they're like, you have to pull back, dude, or else she's not going to do it. And so at the dinner, he's like, I am fine with being all of your guys' friends. And that works for her. It really does. And he does that in front of the kids at first, too. Like, why won't you bang me? (laughs) The kids are like, what is going on? All right. So what is your third pro? Well, our third was kind of similar to that last thing. I mean, we we felt like the teachers, like most of the characters acted fairly rationally, like like, for horror movie standards. Reasonable decision-making is what I wrote. Yeah, like how they all separated throughout the movie. Um, I mean, it's not the best. I would think, you know, from sitting on my couch watching it, you know, it's easy to be like, well, that doesn't make 100% sense. But it's not the same as in other movies where I'm like, why are you doing that at all? I don't get that. Like, like I said, I don't, I don't feel like you have to over justify their decisions. It kind of makes sense in context. Maybe they're oh, a little things they could have done differently. Like when you see the abandoned flashlights multiple times, that was, that was a bit of a stretch for me. But yeah. for the most part, like, you know, Betsy at least is kind of aware that there might be somebody and she might be getting gaslit she's not sure she's she's staying aware she gets the gun doesn't do her any good because after she shoots ellie she's like yeah maybe i shouldn't have a gun she was but right I think it's not enough to make me mad at the movie i think i think it makes enough sense yeah i agree evie you want to take this one the script was written by an ai and or fish people <laughs> and a 12 year old boy consultant and a 12 year old boy yes <laughs> stellar evie you want to take this one the rebuttal yeah uh so they literally all just go single file into the freaking forest after tp after the first boy goes missing a reasonable thing to do is send out multiple count counselors at once and to go yelling for him with flashlights so everyone can like find him easier 
and have one person stay back. But they don't do that. They go single file. Even when there's just the couple out there, they go at a later time than the chick in the truck. And then they split up. They're just like, you go that way, I go this way. Instead of trying to stay together, which at one point where half your staff has gone missing, you would want to stay to freaking together. Like, I'm not crazy at that, right? When half your staff has gone missing and you're sent out to the woods to find them, do you want to risk getting lost yourself or losing the partner you're with? I don't think so. So, oh, no, go ahead. The last thing is um, with the blonde count counselor with the gun. Uh, since she wanted to stay back, they actually were talking shit to her for staying back. They were like, you're just a coward. You don't want to go out and look. Well, I can't just stay here and look. And they completely forgot. Somebody has to stay with kids. Like, nobody gave a fuck about the kids that were there. They just wanted to find the missing one, then lose the other four or eight. Like, uh, I remember... So how that whole thing started with them all going by themselves, TP decided to go by himself because he felt responsible because he was supposed to be looking after Richie. He, he was offered help by Betsy, but he turned it down because he didn't want her to be burdened with it. And then she sees Madman and then is getting worried about him. And I guess the guy, the other guy in there takes it upon himself to, um, to go do it himself. I don't, I can't justify that one. Um, because he, well, you know, women be hysterical and all that. So yeah, he yeah. just assumed Betsy was making it up. And he's like, oh, I'll go find them. No problem. Um, um, but that's that's more <laughs> shitty human behavior rather than shitty counselor behavior. Yeah. I, that's how I would categorize that. So now, would you say that counselors are human? Yes. So mm. counselors are human. So therefore counselors, because they're having shitty human behavior, are then shitty counselors too. They may be shitty, <laughs> but they they may be written that way. Like, oh. I'm just saying, until we see the staff handbook and know what their protocols are for missing children, we don't know if they were following procedure or not. Yeah. Get shit faced and wait <laughs> for them to wander back. Yeah, that's that is procedure. that's that's their procedure. Get shit faced. Probably do pot. I mean, come on, guys. They they smoked a bowl before. Yeah, I think that was part of the problem, too, is that they just, like, they were not clear-headed at all besides Betsy. Like, she was like, yeah, something's not right. And everybody else is like, no, nah, man. We're cool. <laughs> yeah. And also hot tub scene. I mean, come on. Come on. Hot tub scene. Are you That's, saying hot tub scene as a negative? It's a questionable thing. I think it's a positive. It's a questionable. Like, you don't experience that, and you don't walk away wishing that you hadn't seen it. Mm. Do you? Mm. <laughs> I know I, I'm supposed to be on am, your side here. Am but... I the only one that enjoyed that? Mm. Well, it, it might not have been realistic, but it was fun. <laughs> it was fun to watch. I think you're was playing it? into our rebuttal, actually, at this point. Wow. Okay. So I think Jesse here's turn. Sorry. I think there's a sense. I appreciate the hot tub scene as an absurdity yeah that's what i'm saying okay yeah i'm not saying like it was like well you're saying that they weren't questionable that was a questionable that was questionable but i'm gonna let that one slide oh okay (laughs) yeah just just because of how like weird it was all right we're gonna go to our last con which is that madman mars was not the lead counselor 
where there are, I mean, it should have been, that should have been because there are hints of prior lost kids. Of course, that's going to leak out. That's going to be this huge deal. So he's already that he's stressed when he's leaving. Uh, he's stressed that he, because he keeps saying, oh man, I, I want to get out of here. And he's gone half the movie and Madman kind of looks like him, but like a werewolf Yeti version of him. That should have been the twist at the end was that he was Madman the whole time and kills Richie the end. But he's not, he's just like, I don't know. I guess I'll go and play cards. Bye. I like when a movie is up front with who the killer is. I don't think it always has to be a big mystery. I think that it's nice that we know right up front. Okay, here's the legend. Oh, the legend is true. I like that there's not an additional twist to it. It's just straightforward. You're getting what you get. I think too many movies rely on a twist. I think it's nice that it's just like, yeah, no, we just have a Yeti man. He's just killing people. But they set it up. They, they did up. set it up. <laughs> they sang a whole song about it. Yeah. <laughs> they set up him. They set up the camp counselor as like yeah, because they had him there. They had him be basically useless and then disappear for half the movie. And again, so. he has reason to kill off these people to get rid of this camp. He has the motive. He has the means of opportunity. I say it should have been him. Especially since it's a Friday the Thirteenth homage movie as you know yes homage yes so do you have any rebuttals to that no just that i i think it's fine that you know max is incompetent as um you know the camp owner i guess he trusted the counselors to do what they were supposed to do i think it's fine that madman just exists as a legend we don't know is he a ghost is he a werewolf i don't know he's very stealthy he's a master of his craft i don't think max would put attention to the little details. You know, would he have flipped Stacy's head around in the hood of the truck? I don't think so. I think you had to get Max out of there because I think he was definitely the most competent of the people there. So if he's there, then shit's not going to go down because, I don't know, he's probably going to put a stop to all these people going out there by themselves. Well, he he was the one who told the Mad Mad Mars legend, guys. He was the one who set this whole thing up. At the very least, they're probably in cahoots. Yeah, maybe that's like his brother, uncle, or grandpa, or I don't know how old Madman Mars is supposed to be. Or just like this killer that he's like, you know, I want to get rid of these kids. I'm going to whisper their, you know, the thing and then have one stupid person scream it and then I'll get the fuck out of here and play my cards. Maybe that's why they can't go to the cops because they aren't licensed or permitted or whatever. And that's how he pays rent for the area on Mars's property is with um, human sacrifices. Ooh. Might be onto something there. Maybe. All I know is that the listeners are going to get to decide who won this. Is it team throwdown or is it team your least favorite scary movie. You're going to have to let us know. You can hit us up at, at HauntedMTL on Twitter. You can also make comments to let us know. I don't know. Airmail, pigeon mail. I don't know. I don't know what the kids are doing these days. But let us know who you think won this. Like, who is going to be the champion of the throwdown? And we have a crown. We do have a crown. <laughs> <laughs> I have it here somewhere. Um <laughs> 
but I, I really want to thank you guys for coming. Um, well, thanks for having, yeah, thanks us. for having us. It's been fun. Yeah. Thanks for uh, introducing us to this, uh, what should have been a musical, but in my heart, I guess will be a musical and I'll just figure it out from there. It was a fun movie, a fun slasher. People can check it out on Tubi right now. It's free on Tubi, of course, Tubi, my Lord and Savior. And um, do you guys plug away? Like, where are you at? Where can people find you? Uh, So our podcast is called What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie? We basically, you know, very similar to you, to you all, uh, where we, you know, fight about horror movies. We don't necessarily do the whole pro and con back and forth. We just do a little bit more. Essentially, yeah. one person picks a movie that they love, and then the other generally hates that movie that they pick. So yeah, well, well, yeah. We, yeah, we just tend to kind of pick it apart in silly little ways. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we're on several different platforms anchor spotify apple all the little weird ones that anchor distributes to for us <laughs> just pretty much anywhere yeah and we're on social media our twitter is least fave pod and our instagram is least favorite scary movie podcast it's a mouthful so <laughs> i highly recommend the vivich that was a great episode a uh, lot of information um about going into what makes the vivich the vivich and uh travis hating it god i cannot (laughs) i love that movie so much i know that that's not a popular opinion (laughs) but god i just hate it well you're you're in the same boat as our boss uh jim phoenix who does not like the vivich oh thank god there's somebody else (laughs) man i think evie doesn't really like it all that much either yeah i mean I, I understand the merits to the movie, but I still think it's kind of boring as shit. Exactly. Yes, that's my feeling too. Hard to disagree. I suggest everybody go listen to that. Like they said, you can find it many places. Uh, we'll also put a link in our description to where you can go find some of their stuff. Anything else that you guys want to plug? Uh, I think that's pretty yeah, much it for us. No, this is this has been a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for having us on here. This is a good time. Yeah, it's great. Absolutely. Thanks for coming on. Evie and myself are obviously part of hauntedmtl.com. You can come check us out. We write, we podcast. I put out a trailer to Space Nazis Must Die recently. Please go check that out. It was a lot of fun. Evie, do you have anything that you'd like to plug? I don't care. Ha ha ha. No. Wow. Pulling on some real pain vibes there. Ah, yeah, I know. I gotta pull back. I guess if y'all like folklore, when you're on Twitter, Folklore Thursday. So go on Thursday and look up folklore stuff. If you follow me on Twitter, I usually retreat a crap ton of it. So and it's a lot of fun stuff because it's folklore from kind of all over the world. Yeah, it's kind of weird because I don't think it's really. Uh, organized event or anything just people start doing folklore stuff it kind of changes like sometimes it's all sea or water theme somehow or (laughs) it'll all be from japan or greek mythology and roman so there's a method to the madness go check it out all right that is it from us today. We again thank our hosts coming from your least favorite scary movie, All Stars Jesse and Travis. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks again. And thank you for listening to our, our listeners and let us know again who won this this throwdown. It's gonna be us, me and Evie, because 
It's fixed. But if you want to, you can go ahead. And we will catch you next time. Bye.